Welcome to episode 6 of the Impro Pod podcast. Today I'm talking to Yusuf Blake in LA. How are you doing, Yusuf? I'm good, man. I'm good. No complaints. Nice early day in the groove. All right, nice. So as a songwriter and music producer, what's your process of improvisation? I think my whole process in terms of creating is pretty much improvised. Nothing is rehearsed in terms of creating music. Anytime I sit down to create, nothing is ever the same. The process, it could be I'm starting with drums. It could be I'm starting with keys. It could be I'm starting with just different melodic lines. Like It could be that it starts off with a voice note. Everything just takes shape. Okay, so I'm going to play a piece of music. Okay. And I want you to tell me what it makes you think of. Any kinds of thoughts and images that come to mind. Okay. That was beautiful. Okay, let me get off the, the slight high right quick of listening to that. It almost feels like you're walking walking up a staircase of glass, clouds. And as you improvise across like the higher keys, it's almost like twinkles, like rain falling as you're walking up this staircase, up this glass staircase. But it feels good and it has moments of where the chord may feel like it's going dark, but the preceding chord is light. So it stays in this space of dark, but light. There's a delicateness, but there's also a prestige about the, the chord selection that you were playing. And just a note, there's a, a elegance to it as well, which is why I mentioned glass. So you up for telling me a story, preferably something simple, a short anecdote, something like that. And I'll improvise the soundtrack to it. Okay. Let me give me one second. I'm about to think about it. Okay. Okay. So the one that I can recall being at my grandmother's house and my uncle and I had to go to the shed or garage, as you say, to to get something. So as I walk in, he walks, he walks out as he gets what he needs. And I'm thinking that he's leaving me in there intentionally. So I run out and I'm like, Uncle Pa, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> because I'm thinking that he was intentionally trying to lock me inside the garage and I'm a little kid. And then my mom actually heard, you know, heard me saying this. So it was just funny, like this little kid, not too tall, like saying this to this adult, getting upset. <laughs> so, yeah, he had no intention on locking me out or anything. Okay, so if I break the narrative down a bit, you've got the moment where you go into the house and you're with your uncle and then you go into the garage and then he leaves you there and then there's this sense of fear and this sense of panic that you're trapped in there and then it kind of gets resolved because you realise you can escape. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. 
That was pretty good. Now I have a question for you. Do you remember everything you just played? So not really. I imagined bits of the story as I play along. And if I was to play it back to you, I wouldn't be able to remember much of that at all. One or two phrases, maybe. It's like the first part reminded me of taking a walk, right? Like we're taking that walk out the house outside. And then the second part is like, we're in this creepy garage. And then it's like, oh, these notes are moving and fluctuating. It's like, oh, wow. Then the comedic effect came when it was like, oh, that's not actually what happened. So you did a wonderful job actually articulating that through your fingers just now. Ah, thanks. It's almost like you're walking on this contemporary thing with a blend of classical. You're walking on like three different plateaus, which you just put together. It's a little avant-garde, but it's dope. And I like it. So are you ever telling me another story? Oh, okay. So another one of my uncles used to live in Marina del Rey, which is near the coast and everything. And he used to live in these high-rise buildings, basically, and they have multiple like apartments or townhouses or whatever you want to say. And they have a community pool and stuff like that. So I had this little ring toy that I could fill up with water, and he had took me to the pool one day. And I was filling up this little toy with water in the pool, and I happened to lean in a little bit too far. And next thing I know, I'm in the water. And I had swimming lessons and stuff when I was younger, but because this was so unexpected and I happened to be on the side where it was deep, I fell head first into the water and my uncle had to, he put his hand in and like I pretty much grabbed his hand and he like pulled me out and whatnot. So it was just like one of those things where I was doing something kiddish and stuff, but I took it to a point of, I don't want to say not being aware of my surroundings, but not realizing that I'm on the deep end and I fall in and it was nice to have some, my loved one there to actually be able to like rescue me per se, or help me out when I need it. <laughs> That's a good story. All right. Time for some music then.
That was dope. Even though this story wasn't long, I love how the first section of it is like the curiosity of my character approaching this water and getting this toy. As you're going into this darker scale, appergated kind of thing, and I fall in. And then it's almost like this Twilight Zone moment as you're playing these notes, like a falling moment. And then it comes back up and it feels almost like a rescue, like a hero moment. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on the heroic moment. I was sort of hitting a D major chord there, which is kind of contrast the rest of it. And I wanted to slow it down a bit because I felt that that made it easier for me to get my head around the change in emotion. Yeah, I felt the moment when you were insinuating the uncle coming in as a savior. I felt all of those moments. So as I'm playing, I'm sort of exaggerating the story. As you fall in the water, I'm thinking it's instead of being a swimming pool, it's like an ocean and there's sharks and there's fish and all sorts of stuff swimming around. And then there's this big heroic moment at the end with your uncle rescuing you from this peril. That's how I kind of imagined it anyway. I have a question because you're able to come up with this stuff very fast. Have you considered uh, scoring? Yeah, I have actually. I've been looking into that. Good. You have a good sense of story too, of knowing how to create sonically, knowing how to quickly too, to match the feeling, the tone, and also the emotion. I'm listening to like your chord selection and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, wow, these are all the right components together. It's a skill. Not everybody has that skill. That's a dope skill. Yeah, thanks. I think when I'm producing music, I go based off what I'm feeling and stuff. But the intentionality of it all is what is what captivates me, I think. Because not only do you get to showcase your improvisation skills, but it also showcases your ability to create a story and to be able to like really channel someone's emotion. Oh, great. That's good to hear. In a world where you must improvise to survive, there's all magic, stories, everything that's needed. Magic from the fingertips. Bro, that should be your tagline right there. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. What about... It's piano licking good. Mm, <laughs> that's cheesy. <laughs> All right, one more story then. Um, just keep it super simple, you know. There's a story. I'll never forget this story. So my mom was dating this dude, and I didn't really care for the guy at all. I was a kid, no more than like nine years old. And I had never experienced what eggnog tastes like, right? I never experienced it, but I saw that it came in a milk carton and I thought it was milk. So the guy that my mom was dating, he had bought some eggnog and I saw it in the fridge and I went and was drinking it. I was like, "Mm, this is good, right? This is really good. Like, I love eggnog to this day, but I didn't know at the time what it was. I just thought it was like some sweet milk. So... I drink up all this eggnog like he must have bought like two of the half gallons and I drink up all of it, dude. So he like gets upset and he yells at me. Right. After that, I started realizing that this dude, because he had kids that were teenagers at the time. I started realizing that this dude's initiative was to take me out the picture in a way to make his kids like a focus. And one day I was like doing a puzzle. I was already pissed because of the eggnog thing. And he came and said something in my ear. And 
I got really upset and like I just went off and I was like, get your shit, get out. I'm a kid, dude. And my mom was like, I've never seen him get like this upset like that. So obviously she was like, you got to go, bro. So <laughs> I'll stop right there. <laughs> All right. Music time then. Here we go. the dramatization of that ending where it's like okay you're leaving <laughs> you're leaving you're out three strikes bro but i also like the beginning and stuff like I, I like how you progressed into everything that was that was dope what i got out of the podcast is i got to see your skill on a different level i got to see how when your story is concise and broken down into acts, how for you as a creator, you are able to envision it and create, make the magic flow through your fingers to create that moment in that scene. And we got to witness the power of improvisation, sitting down unrehearsed without an idea and just creating from what you feel, from what you hear, using all your senses, basically. Your ability to like encapsulate in someone else's story, but create the perfect theme for those moments to match tonally, emotionally. You were walking in it with him. I think those are all like great attributes. Oh, great. Well, thanks so much. This has been very insightful. I hope to collaborate with you on a new track soon. All right, brother. It's always good to see you, man. I appreciate you. All right. Bye, man. Join us next week for another episode of Impropod. Thanks very much for listening.